It's time for the Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Powered by the staff at Race Chaser Online. Your motorsports, your way, every day. And now, here's your host, Tom Baker. Well, once again, back in the saddle for another week of motorsports conversation. This is the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsports safety. You can find them on the web and you should go look for them at hmsmotorsport.com for all your driver safety needs. They've even got radios. If you need to get radios, they can supply your in your your inner ear uh, earplugs ear molds if uh, need be as well so lots of good stuff hmsmotorsport.com we appreciate their support we'll tell you about my computer career training for a better life a little bit later on in the program as well my name is tom baker glad to have you aboard for another evening of motorsports conversation Next to me at the uh, table in the Race Chaser Studios here in Mooresville, North Carolina is Jacob Seelman from Speed Sport Hello. Magazine and uh, Speed Sport, I guess you can say Speed Sport News still. Um, and also to my right is young Cody Connor. Cody is a racer in the super late model division around the Carolinas in the uh, southeast region. And Cody's going to be talking to us about what's going on in his world for 2019 he's got a very busy schedule planned and we've also got andy size scheduled to join us andy one of our favorite guests here from the modified ranks who's going to be doing some arca racing here pdq uh so we'll talk to andy hang on about a minute that. you didn't do it right because andy's originally from connecticut aka yeah, well, he doesn't have the accent, really. Um, so it's uh, it's Arca for, for the moment. And also, uh, we've got, as you can see, an empty chair over there. Hopefully, Ali Belay will be filling that shortly. Poof. Uh, so Poof. we're going to... It's we're, not working. Yeah, it's not working. <laughs> uh, Ali is uh, stuck in traffic, as they say. So she'll be joining us, hopefully, um, shortly into the program behind the uh, glass is randy miller punching all the right buttons on the audio side over in the tech shed and we've got chris murdoch running the video side who is actually based in our studio here off camera as they say so plenty to um to talk about here and before we get to cody i i don't think that we really uh i think we could take some time here to talk about the uh, 24-hour event, the Rain-X 24-hour, as I dubbed it, um, at it's Daytona. It's your show. We can talk about whatever you want. Yeah, we'll start You with, always tell me that. We'll start with a little bit of uh, Rolex conversation, then we'll roll into roll into Cody Connor here shortly. But, um, you know, Jacob, I, I actually thought this was – the way that it started, I thought that it had the makings of being a great race. I had no idea when it started that there was rain expected. Um, oh, I did. And everybody in South Florida did too. Yeah, I guess I should have known better because it it seems like every year we get some sort of rain during this event. Mm -hmm. And, we you do. know, in, in this case, I feel like the first, you know, four, six, eight hours or so, everybody, it seemed like everybody was more or less just kind of feeling it out. Nobody was really pressing too hard. We had a couple of different leaders. Um, you know, I felt like, the biggest drama in the first, say, quarter of the race was the Mazdas, who you correctly <laughs> predicted would not make the end of the race. Yep. Not only did they not make the end, but I thought the weirdest thing was that 
they actually broke within like five minutes of each other. It so seemed like. Is, is your memory forgetting that they did the exact same thing last year? Too? I guess. I didn't yeah. realize that they dropped out so close oh, yeah. to each other last yeah. year. But it, it, just like last year, it was, oh, a Mazda broke. <gasps> they both broke. I mean, <laughs> you know, honestly. That's, it was sad. It, it really was. I had such high hopes for them after they set on the pole. Well, I but did too. But yet again, Mazda Motorsports and the Rolex 24 just don't mesh. They're going to be great the rest of the year because it's all sprint races, save for Sebring. But those cars have just never managed to have the reliability or the endurance to even really get to the end of a 12-hour race up until they finished Sebring in contention to win last seven year. Seven hours into this one, yeah. they both broke it. Well, you know, and and six, one, one of them was a few, well, seven. Yeah, it was, was about it seven? seven and a okay. half by yeah. the time the engine okay. finally expired on the pole sitting Mazda. And I think the other one had like a fuel leak or something that put it to the garage for a while. Yeah. And it was going to be okay up until it crashed with another car at about 5 a.m. before the rain came. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, that that's worth noting because it did come back out in the yeah. last that I knew when I f fell asleep finally early, probably 1.30 or so in mm -hmm. the morning. It was, I think they were up to 6th or 7th again. Yeah, and they it, were laps down, but you know, they were yeah. up there. I mean, so I, I just was disappointed. I feel like I Mazda was. needs Absolutely. to... to, to to just get their act together well, a little that's bit. Part that's, of, that's part of why they brought in Team Yoast from overseas to try and make it better. And it seems like even with Team Yoast, they've still struggled to accomplish what their goal they've is. They've got the is speed. To, yeah, they just need the all they do. Yeah. Well, and, and while we're talking about hard brakes, not just the Mazdas either, but early troubles that ultimately put a damper on Christian Fittipaldi's final start with yeah, Action that was Express, sad. the Mustang sampling five Cadillac. That was sad. Oh, it broke my heart to see them have the issues they had early on, the mechanical issues that just kept them out of contention yeah. most of the race. I think they got all the way back up to like sixth in class or seventh in class at the end of it, but and seventh overall, but just not what you hoped for out of that bunch and certainly not what you hoped for after they won what, what three of the last five Rolex 24s yeah. at Daytona yeah yeah it's too bad the team car though put on a show and was in contention all the way to the very end yep yep and and honestly it turned out for me as far as I'm concerned it turned out to be at least the result it's the result I predicted and it's the result that I think part of me at least was hoping for I think um, we were. I, I think to see Fernando Alonso we were all add hoping. to his legacy and, and that that team Wayne Taylor Racing get the win. And how fitting it was that Alonso was the driver in the final stint before the rain just became yep. too much to be able to continue. That we got to see a true demonstration of the world class driver Fernando Alonso truly is. I mean, his stints in the wet were absolutely masterful. He would yep. get behind that the wheel of that Cadillac and be two to three seconds faster than anybody else in the field. He's won Le Mans. Now he's won Daytona. He goes for the Indianapolis 500 in May. And at the rate he's going, I'm not going to be surprised at all if he wins the thing in May, to be quite frank. But let's not let Alonzo completely overshadow the efforts of everybody else. Kamui well, Kobayashi at night versus Montoya that was, was impressive. Yeah, that definitely was the highlight of the event, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. That duel, because really what it was, was it was one driver who was clearly outbreaking 
the other driver, which yes. was Montoya breaking. But at the same time, Kobayashi was running just hard enough that Montoya couldn't find his way around. I mean, right. it was that battle was to me what I love. It's everything I love about the 24 hours. And it didn't, unfortunately, it didn't last long because long enough because of the rain. Right. I think that 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 to me was two of the I I, I hadn't I didn't know a lot about Kobayashi. Kobayashi uh, and Montoya and even Alonzo, they were all part of the same Formula yeah. One era together. But but I and I didn't know as much about Kobayashi, but after seeing the way he was driving and seeing the way that he was able to race with Montoya um, he won my respect. That was a Absolutely. really, that was a slugfest for a little it was. while. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, it was a little bit late in the evening for probably a lot of people mm -hmm. to see it. But, um, you know, people that didn't see it should go back and watch that part of it. Yes, and to add to that real quick, Kobayashi and Alonso tied together because they are World Endurance Championship yeah. teammates with the Toyota factory team. So that right. was, was a big part of, of that connection and I think helped facilitate Wayne getting both Kobayashi and Alonso for the event. And let's please at least mention the two regular drivers of that car that also put in some pretty impressive time. Jordan yep. Taylor winning his second yeah. Rolex 24 at Daytona and and equaling his father Wayne who also won it twice as a driver and Renger Vanderzand who you know those two paired to win Petit Le Mans together at the end of last year now they've come back won the first race of 2019 and I believe that just like uh, the Taylor brothers were a couple years ago in the 10 Cadillac, I believe that Jordan and Vanderzand are going to be a very formidable pairing oh, all year long in IMSA competition. I wouldn't be surprised to see them go after uh, another championship this season with the way Cadillac's been. Three years of the Cadillac DPI program, three Rolex 24 victories, and that's only scratching the surface of this race. Oh, by the way. And I think Jordan also part of a first Oh, during the broadcast. As far as I know... This was a first. <laughs> I know where I you're going. I think this is the <laughs> first time that we've ever actually gotten to watch a driver getting a massage between stints, thanks to Rutledge Wood, who's, you know, always uh, a few fries short of a happy so, deal in the segments he does. Let me let me point out, by the way, that NBC Sports, for the cards they were dealt across the 24 hours, <laughs> did an incredible yeah, job they did. They really did. covering this event from the television broadcast standpoint. Both broadcast crews... Uh, in the booth were great. Yeah, obviously, Lee Diffie and Calvin Fish are, are consummate professionals when yeah. it comes to sports car racing. Um, and then you get Brian, T Brian. The Brian Till-Rick Allen combo took a while to grow on me, and I wish they would have let Brian lead a little bit more yeah. because Rick's not a sports car guy. But to have Paul Tracy was great. The, the whole pit road crew was fantastic. Marty we'll talk Stein, more yeah. about that we, a little bit we, later in the show. We should talk more about it yeah, later. But it, it was a will. great presentation all the way around. It was fun. No doubt it was fun. Uh, just hate that there was so much rain. But we'll, uh, we'll have more conversation about that a little later on. Right now we're going to step aside. But when we come back, we're going to talk to this young man, Cody Connor, about uh, late models, super late models, and uh, a very busy racing schedule for him. You're watching the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport and mycomputercareer.edu. We'll be right back. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. 
Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, I'm Tyler Reddick, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com, and also by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. You could actually be an IT professional in as little as four months. We'll tell you more about how you can do that a little later on. Welcome back to the show. Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman, Cody Connor, and behind the glass, we have Randy Miller over in the tech shed, Chris Murdoch capably manning the cameras this evening. And we introduce Cody Connor for the first time in 2019, but Cody's an old veteran here. He's been on the show a number of times over the years and uh cody lives nearby and races super late models has for the last couple three years anyways and um 
looks like you've got a pretty busy schedule planned for this year, Cody. Yeah, we uh, we plan to race more races. Uh, last season, we were running strictly pro all-star series, and uh, Pass South is kind of simmering down a little bit. There's not going to be as many races this season as there were last, last season. Three, to be exact. Yeah, so. Power trio of super late model events yeah that's rough they're all big ones it's, but uh only three of them run different stuff. so when pass south went away we had a new well it's not a new sanctioning body but um that picked up the 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 super late models and added them to their uh to their menus so you're still going to get to run a bunch of super late model shows talk about that a little bit oh yeah uh renee hackett uh, she's going to be doing the PRA series, and along with PRA, we plan to be running some Cars Tour races as well. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a little bit tough for us. Uh, cars Tour is a little bit more on the on the expensive end for us, but um, I'm pretty excited to see how the PRA turns out to be, and it's just it's upsetting to see how how Pass South has has fallen down. Yeah, I mean it's it's an interesting scenario here in this region because. I feel like pass has been it, it, it got to a certain point and it just peaked mm -hmm. and then it sort of stayed the same and the cars tour came in and they had both late model stocks and super late models and you know they do a great job with that series um, but there's only so many cars to go around and as you say there is a difference in what it takes as far as the cost of competition between where the past series was and, and the cars tour was. And so now pass focusing their efforts up North, but keeping three big shows down here, starting with one at Dillon coming up pretty quick here that we can talk about in a minute, but you, um, so now you and, and most of the other past regulars, I assume will be kind of manning the PRA series. And like you said, trying to do as many of the cars tour shows as you can make, right? Yeah, with, with pass not not doing as many races as they were, it's definitely forcing a lot of drivers to have to go and do something different. Uh, I, I mean, Cars Tour, it's it's a good series. Um, there's definitely a lot of drivers that attend uh, overall. And uh, the, the big thing is with everything is the fans. Really, the fans that go out there support these local racetracks, yep. support the local racetrack drivers, and the fans are what is what – pushes us to do better right. and allows us to race more races. And uh, I'm, I'm thankful that there's going to be a new season coming along. Uh, I feel that the PRA will produce a different vibe, and I'm, I'm hoping that it will it will come and, it be, in, and be pretty good. Uh, Dylan's coming up for the, for the Pro All-Star Series. Uh, that is our best career finish of second place uh, is at Dylan Motor Speedway. And um, I'm, I'm very excited to be back in the race car. Uh, just, just this alone talking about racing is, is getting me all in my jitters. <laughs> He's excited. So not that pass is completely going away, but from a touring series standpoint, obviously that portion of it is going away down south. You contended for a couple championships in pass south the last few years. Not, a, not including your second place at Dillon, because I know that's your automatic answer. But do you have a... a favorite memory or particular race that sticks out to you from from contending for the title the last couple of years uh i mean every every race alone has its own uh peaks and downfalls uh every race there's something exciting uh i'd say the the most memorable is going to thompson 
Uh, that Thompson, it was, it was a different racetrack for me. It was all the way in Connecticut. And the racetrack was all snowy one day, and then we were out the next day, and we were. At, I remember fun. you. I remember you tweeting about that. And that right there was is it was pretty interesting to see how the North guys are racing up there. It was cold. Mm-hmm. I don't, oh I'm yes. Not, I'm not too big oh, in yes. the cold. <laughs> it so, was definitely cold. So <laughs> when you look at the the past national series that's going to have, in addition to the three races down here, the the three races up north. You've run the whole six-race national schedule before. Is there a possibility of doing that again, or are you going to focus all your efforts down south this year? Uh, I've I've only done uh, the Oxford 250 and Thompson. Mm-hmm. Oxford, the past couple of years that I've experienced there has not been the best for me, and uh, it's I'm in debate with my father right now to see if we're going to go ahead and race it in 2019. Uh, we may or may not. I'd like to uh, experience. It's it's good to go there. Uh, it's nice to see everybody and to go and race with different competitors. Uh, it's also tight on the budget as mm-hmm. well. And with us trying to do more races, we may right. not we may not be able That's to. That's a tough animal. race to to qualify tough, for. I was going to say. I it don't is care a tough if you got the resources or not. I mean, you know, there's always one or two big names that don't make that show. Uh, or barely make it in mm-hmm. because there's just so many cars. It, the Oxford 250 is one of the marquee short track events <laughs> in the country during it is. the year. So I would guess that just the opportunity to go and experience it, even if you didn't have the best of, of luck results-wise, I would guess the opportunity to experience that must have been pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, just just alone racing with the North guys, uh, their driving style is so much different than South guys. In what way? Uh and to not to bash on or anything, things in the north is a little bit more rough. Aggressive. And yes, yeah. and that makes a driver be a little bit more aware of their surroundings. Mm-hmm. And I feel I feel racing with the north guys have prepared me to race with the south guys, and vice versa. And it's just it's a whole new new community, and it's it's still fun. I'm gonna put an adjective to what you just said because I I've actually I asked uh, Matt Craig about this once, and and he gave me something that really stuck with me. Hard nosed, I think, would be the word that I would <laughs> use would when it comes. Yes, that, he? <laughs> when it comes to the, the to, to pass n- pass north. I mean, shoot, Tom, you and I both know a lot of those guys. Um, the sh- the DJ Shaw's crew, uh, the Rowe family. Oh, I mean, yeah. uh, it's a lot of drivers who have been in the sport for years on years on years, and that's what they do up there. It's take no prisoners, and every, you know everybody's kind of out, out for themselves in a way, just knowing that that's what you have to do to be successful. Well, in the pro stock division, which is what they call super late models up north, mm-hmm. call them pro stocks, the pro stock division is – one of the most heralded divisions up there. It is. There's basically the pro stocks and the modifieds. Uh-huh. And then New there's England. everything else. Yeah. I mean, the super <laughs> modifieds are still up there, but they're mostly a touring series now. They've lost their mm-hmm. weekly tracks that they had in New England years ago. So um, right now it's pro stocks and modifieds. And so, you know, again, from your standpoint, Cody, to be able to go and experience that that difference in level of competition and then come back down here had to have been a good learning experience for you. And now this year you're spending more of your time down South and, and it, you know, the, the cars tour has always, again, a lot of aggression in the super late model division in that, that series. So, you know, maybe there's some parallels you can learn going into that. (laughs) Yeah, that's very true. Uh, 
And a big thing, too, is I was looking, and a lot of the drivers are racing a lot of races per season. And I feel like that's one thing that I, myself, and Team KCR is lacking in is the amount of races yeah. due to funds. So I feel I feel the more races we race, the more successful we can be. And I, I have a really good feeling about 2019 season. Good. Were good. you feeling that a bit at the end of last year, the, the the relative lack of track time compared to the guys you were racing against? Oh yeah, and that's that's also too with Oxford 250. And every time I go there, it's a new it's a new experience. The mm -hmm. track changes. It's as I go out and turn one and two. Go by the time I'm turning three, the the, the track's changed, and it's it's crazy. And it's just it's just a new field of experience, and it's definitely going to be a big help. I know, obviously, with you balancing school, and you were telling us before the show, you've finished up your high school obligations yeah. and are focusing on, on college stuff now. But I, 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 I got the sense that you've been a little bit bored with not being able to be on track as much over the past you know, four to six months. Yeah, that is very true. Uh, being in the race car, that's my happy place. That's my office. And <laughs> uh, being able to uh, – race cars right out of our, ha right out of our house in our two-car garage. And uh, just being able to walk through the garage and or even going out there and take a moment and just admire my race cars. I mean, that's that's my life. That's everything that I built up to up to now. And uh, this is going to be my 13th year racing. And uh, it's it's just amazing. And – and I love it. I can't get enough of it. Is it fun for you being able to have the car right out back as opposed to having a shop somewhere that you have to go to and work on it? You can just, you know, walk over and, and yeah. pick up a wrench and say, hey, here we go. And it's so much easier right after right after a race, having a bad night, just pull up up to the garage, you know, and you just get out and you're going to do everything in the morning. You have a good night's sleep in your own bed. And you just go out and you, in the morning you work on your stuff and make sure everything is all together and how it needs to be. And it, that's all you need. You really don't need a big shop. I mean, everything, a shop's not going to gonna win you the race. Race car trailer's not going to win you the race. It's how much time and effort you put into your race car as a driver or even as a crew member. And it's just, that's all that can So make here's my happen. question. How much do you actually work on your cars at this point? I... I can't give you an exact number, but it's up there. It's so you do a lot. Of I work do now. just about everything. It's only, it's mainly me, my dad and I at the race shop. Okay. Uh, my spotter, uh, Brett Edwards, clear by two. He's been coming to the shop every now and again when he can to help out, and uh, that right there is a big a big help. Sure. Same with Trevor yep. Johnston, and uh, I appreciate everybody trying to come help us out, but. Um, since I am the driver, I am the owner of Cody Connor Racing, so I, I do all the wrench work and uh, marketing, and I drive, work out, try and do everything I can. We'll talk more with Cody Connor as we come back around the corner. You are listening to the Stock Car Show, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. We'll be right back. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new 
new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, is a lung disease that robs people of their ability to breathe. As many as 24 million Americans suffer from COPD, also known as chronic bronchitis or emphysema, and half of them don't know they have the disease. If you or someone you love is over 35 and has smoked more than 100 cigarettes in their lifetime, visit driveforcopd.org and take the screener, then take that to your doctor. I'm Jeff Stoltz, and I drive for COPD. Hi, I'm John Holloman, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Old John Holloman bringing us back from break, reminding us all of Bowman Gray Stadium, otherwise known as the Madhouse, which uh, will be, of course, back alive again this summer. It will be. Can I make an aside about about Bowman Gray? Of course. Ryan Priest is going to uh, take his Cup Series off weekend in April and uh, go to Bowman Gray and run the 200 lapper there. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. Wow. That, that ought to be fun to watch. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah, that should be a lot of fun to watch. My name is Tom Baker. Jacob Seelman is sitting on one side of me, and to the other side is Cody Connor from uh, the Charlotte, greater Charlotte area here. Where is it Canapolis? Or? Yes. Yeah, okay. I was right. I thought it was Canapolis. <laughs> and, of course, uh, Chris Murdoch manning the video controls. And uh, on the other side, in the tech shed, 
is uh, Randy Miller, and Randy is doing audio production this evening. We're talking to Cody about his racing, and um, I want to ask you, because you had the chance, I don't know if it was, was it two years ago for the first time to race the Modified? Two seasons ago, or was it last yeah, year? Time goes so quick. I believe it was two years ago. I did one race, and yeah. then I went and did some more races, and all I got to say is I love it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Tell us the difference between the modified and the super late model from a driving perspective. Uh, modified, super late model, same, same. It's very different also. Um, just, just alone, super late model, uh, think of a furnace, and then think of when you're in a modified, you're in a freezer. And it's so crazy because when you're sitting in a modified, you're sitting there driving. You can see the left front. You can see what the left front's doing, how everything is working. And then you have this, this big old air cleaner, and it's, hmm. And it's hard to see, and you just got to be more aware. And With the modified. Yes, okay. modified. And um, a open wheel is definitely something, something to do. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, super late model, on the other hand, I feel it has more oomph up off the corner. And with it being in a full body, it's it's uh, provides a different satisfaction through the corner. So a super late model, you th you feel like has more torque off the corner than a modified? That's that's how I feel. Just just the way it's all enclosed, it's okay. not so so open. If you understand what I'm, I'm still trying, to, trying to figure out the furnace versus freezer. So thing. <laughs> I, I think I got that part because a modified is more open cockpit. Oh, yeah. You're getting a lot more airflow than you are in a super late model, which is going to trap, it's gonna trap all the engine heat. I, I, I knew where okay. he was going with that. Oh, and yeah. I'm and I'm sure uh, driving the modified is, is much welcomed for you because it's a lot more comfortable from a driver's standpoint. Oh, yeah. Modified is, is definitely something to do since the tires are a lot wider. And you, you're able to do a little bit more, but you just don't have many laps to do what you want to do. I was going to say, it's it's with the shorter races in a modified, you have to go quicker. Yeah. But it gives you, it, I would think it gives you more, like you said, opportunities to do something and more opportunities for the driver to make a difference. Uh, definitely. So you drove for Hillbilly Racing in the modified. That's right. Are there any plans to do any races this year in the modified right now? Uh, me and David, we're, we're sweet talking each other, seeing what we can do throughout the, throughout the <laughs> sweet season. Sweet talking here. each other. Um, if anybody knows David Hill, that is a true <laughs> statement. Uh, we're sweet talking he's each other. He's definitely a good guy. I don't know if I want to know any more about that. Um, but that's, that would be great to see you back out there. I, I really, Hillbilly Racing has kind of become a bit of a, a driver development team at times over the last few years with guys like Daniel Hamrick and mm -hmm. Spencer Davis. And now you're yourself getting some races. And then, you know, every once in a while they'll kind of go back and here comes James Savali yeah. back mm -hmm. into the fray, you know, and uh, I love watching Savali run. Um, so it's a fun team, but I would think that it, you would enjoy doing some more of that. If you could only drive one, the modified or the super late model, which would you choose? If you could do one and run wow. for a championship, which would you choose? That's a really tough question. I can't believe you just I did this I try to, to ask me. those. Uh, I, I definitely say I, I really enjoy driving the modified, but I want to stick with the super late model. Uh, that's what I'm definitely more comfortable in, and it's just just the sound. It, it's different throughout the corner. Interesting. Can I, I, I'm going to ask a fair question and follow up to that because I, I, I kind of anticipated that this was going to be part of your answer and maybe you just didn't think about it because um, good job, Tom, for catching him off guard. But <laughs> We try. 
I anticipate that part of that too comes from your family history and your granddad, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, my, my grandfather, father, uncle, they all race up in New Jersey and, uh, they race wall stadium and sad thing is they race Flemington and Flemington's Walmart right now. It's very upsetting. I, I am sure that I am the only one in this room who's been to Flemington, who got to Flemington before it went down. And, of course, I when I went, it was an asphalt track. It had been a dirt track, went to pavement. Um, that track, it was basically laid out in a perfect square. But the track itself was a perfect circle. So it was a circle inside of a square. So you would basically almost touch the inside wall and then drift all the way back out to the outside wall. And a lot of drivers would talk about how they actually would get lost on the racetrack as to where they were because there wasn't any straightaway really to, you know, to sort of, oh, okay, I'm I'm coming out of four. Um, And watching the, the, the super modifieds there, as I did a couple times, you know, I could only imagine what the other divisions uh, were like there, but um, that was a that was one of my all-time favorite speedways, and it's it was sad to see it go, as you accurately yeah. said. And it, it, you know, if your uh, family got to race on that track, um, that's awesome because that's that's definitely a a big part of racing history for sure. Yeah, it's definitely an honor to race there. I I don't want to interrupt, go but ahead. I have to. Please, do. I need I I I need to do it. Cue the voice. Breaking news. No, I was supposed to do it. Okay, do it. Take two. Breaking news. This from our New England friend Kyle Souza. Uh-oh. What what did Souza dig up this time? Souza, in conjunction with New Smyrna Speedway, has dug up that Bubba Pollard has landed a ride with David Rogers for the World Series of Asphalt wow. Racing next month. Hello. Wow. Okay, that is the breaking news, and right in the wheelhouse of this show. Absolutely. Bubba Pollard going to New Smyrna. Well, the, the, the competition level of that event just, just went up 10,000 decibels. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a, that's going to be fun, and, of course, uh, we've got – a great field of drivers that'll that'll run that. Uh, Sam Mayer actually going to be driving for the team that Harrison Burton has Wim- been Wimmer competing with. Yeah. Chris Wimmer, yeah. Yep. So Sam missed winning the championship down there by no about a fingernail, yeah, yeah. Uh, last year. Or so um, there's a, a a big series of events. I'm sure you'd love to be able to tackle someday, Cody. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of races that I'd like to do. I'm looking forward to doing. And I'm definitely going to make some moves here in the next couple seasons. Your ultimate goal, obviously, I'm sure we don't have to ask, is NASCAR if you can. Yes. Um, you know, the cup level. And, and I know it's tough to to get there. But one of the things that I want to point out about you, because I've known you a while and I've watched how you, you do what you do, is the fact that for those who are listening, Cody does the marketing side about as well as any young driver I've ever seen in terms of the drive and the he determination to, to get out there and, and chase it. You know, he's at PRI every year, which is, for those of you who don't know, it's Performance Racing Industry Trade Show, <laughs> down there every year trying to talk to sponsors, um, you know, dresses the part, um, just doing a great job. You you seem to be really getting much more comfortable as the years go on in that role 
Um, do you feel like it's start, it's paid off for you? I, I do. And one thing that I have, I have realized, I sat myself down and I thought about it. And a lot of the drivers that I race against, they are a lot older than I am. They have more experience than I have, than I have, and their whole family has more experience. And for me to be only 17 years old, and this going into my fourth uh, season in Super Late Models, it's it's pretty crazy to see that I do pretty okay. And going going up against these teams with higher budgets, and still being competitive and right up there with them, and to me that's a win. And it's, it's something truly amazing. Okay, so we got two things to do with you before we let you go. First of all, you were a very wise young racer and brought a list to the radio <laughs> show. So you don't forget any of your sponsors. Go. Very true. Uh, a big thank you to uh, this newcomer we have coming on for the 2019 season, uh, Stephen Kidd with Ameriprise Financial down in Salisbury, North Carolina. Uh, and also a big thank you to FK Rodins, Accent Imaging. CRC Automotive, Goodridge, 3A Plumbing, Nectar Sunglasses, Wheel Chill, Drive Shaft Shop, Purity and Grace, Pure Chocolate Energy, and First Jersey Insurance for everything that they do for Team KCR. He okay. had me at chocolate, by the way. Yes, I was thinking <laughs> that, too. He, we, we need to talk about that during That's the break. That's good stuff. Okay, before we go to break, the ceremonial signing of the Wall of Fame. Have at it, Cody. I am honored. Okay. Well, there are some uh, very Let's see. nice names on that wall. Enzo Fittipaldi was in here a couple weeks ago. Mac Max McLaughlin, Sam Mayer was in last week. Now in the Driver's Edge program, Adam Lemke as well. And there's Cody Connors' signature. Next to Landon Huffman. Right Front next row. to Landon Huffman's. Yeah. Front row. That's yep. what I'm talking about. Uh, Cody's kind of like nerfing Landon Huffman there. Uh, in, in <laughs> he that, might, hey, he might like wall. to do that one of these. We're, yeah, we're in the draft. Know. Yeah, in the yeah, definitely in the draft. Well, Cody, <laughs> we appreciate you taking some time to to come out and talk to us, and uh, looking forward to having you back in here after you win a race. So you got to go win yeah. something. Yeah, likewise, very you go win something. All right, Cody Connor, everyone, off he will go, and we will step aside as well when we come back. We're going to have more conversation about uh, news of the day. We've got more Rolex 24 convo coming up. I know, oh, by the way, Andy Sice coming up as well. You're listening to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport. We shall return. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High School Driver's Ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, 
BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Tyler Dipple, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Nope. Nope, I'm not going to okay, do it. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Wouldn't be prudent at this juncture. All right. Aww. Now that we dippled, we can, uh, or at least I dippled, or I attempted to dipple, we are back on the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety, and, of course, my computer career, .edu, training for a better life. Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman, standing in front of us behind the camera, though, is Chris Murdoch. And then behind Chris over in the production studio, capably punching buttons, is Randy Miller. And uh, there's Randy. And we'll um, we'll get a chance to hear Randy talk in a bit here. Chris, uh, Chris, of course, he knows Chris's he can jump in anytime. Chris's gyroscope thing isn't talented enough to turn the camera around to see himself. That's, a, that's so. a gimbal. That's what that's called, not a gyroscope. A gyroscope is something out of like the 70s, I think. Whatever. But uh, anyways, so we had some news today that I think is worthy of some discussion. Brennan Poole. He back. Is back, indeed. Yeah, that was uh, breaking news this morning. Brennan Poole going to be... Coming back and running in the NGOTS series, yes. the NASCAR, NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series. Easy for you yeah, to say. It'll get better. Don't womp, worry. Womp, I'm womp, still womp. stuck on Camping World. Um, <laughs> and, of course, he's going to be uh, it's driving It's the same for, company, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Different brand. Um, going to be driving for On Point Motorsports, which is the 30 truck. Uh, headed up by Bones, Stephen Lane. I'm and see, I'm excited about this team. Everybody, everybody's been kind of about this today on social media, from what I see. But I'm really excited about this for Brennan I and agree. for the team because Bones is no dummy when it comes to NASCAR. He's been around a long time and he gets the game. And to to get a driver who I believe is has the talent that Brennan does. When they say they can make a playoff run and a championship run, I believe them. I believe they're capable of this. Do you and think? I I'm really not so do. sure. I, I mean, I, listen, I would love to see it because I think that's what we need in the truck series. We need some more 
contenders. We need some some one truck and two truck teams to factor into this. I love that Tyler Young Motorsports is three trucks now and that you got three young drivers that are really capable of, um, you know, going and, and doing some great things for, for Tyler and his team. You know, I, I love that Brennan Poole's back in the series. I hope that, and I'm not selling them short, I guess for me, I'm a show me, don't tell me guy, and I'm not so sure about championship, but I think that certainly this is a, going to be a truck worth paying attention to. I could see top tens, um, you know, perhaps uh, some top fives. I mean, you know, I don't know in what ways they might have improved their program, but I do know that. that so I'm going to be that guy, and, and you hate when I go to numbers, but I'm going to go to numbers because I think this number says something. Okay. If this team, which has only run five truck races so far in its short existence, can score a top 10 finish, and not just the top 10 finish, but eighth on a mile-and-a-half track with Austin Terrio, who has not been in a vehicle at all very much, but yet jumped back in and went to the front, that tells me that not only can Austin Terrio drive, the equipment is good. Well, we know Austin Terrio can drive, and, you know, I wish that somebody would give him the opportunity to go run for a championship I mean, in, in one of the in three series. In that race, he was running with... Enfinger, Sauter, Haley, Rhodes, Crafton, right. Snyder, playoff well, caliber. I, say, I think top 10, I think, is definitely achievable. Now, whether it gets to, I think, because to me, it, to win the championship, you've got to be able to win races. You are not going to win a championship by not winning. So, true. I, and I haven't seen winning speed out of that truck up Yet. to now. Okay. Again, I don't know what they might have improved. And so I, I don't want to sell them short. I just want, mm -hmm. for me, I'm a realist. Right now, I can see top 10. Um, and then hopefully inching into the top five, Brennan Poole is certainly a capable racer. We Absolutely. know that he put an Xfinity car in the playoffs. Okay. Twice, Twice, as a matter of right. fact. Yep. So um, what, I th what I see in this team is an enormous bunch of potential. Amen. You know, whether or Absolutely. not, you know, they go out right away this year, or at least in the in the the opening races of the year, and of course Daytona, anybody can win. Uh -huh. um, but I just I think top tens would be realistic for sure, mm -hmm. absolutely. Uh, you know, with that said, though, with the expansion of Tyler Young, with a couple of capable drivers, I think the so depth of competition in the Truck Series is going to be yes. better than it was last year. Oh, I agree. I, it's going to be so interesting to see how Tyler's three trucks yeah. manage at the er, you know start of this year. Tyler Dippel, I believe, is <clears> certainly <throat> a playoff caliber driver. I believe Young's Motorsports has built itself into a team yeah. that can contend to make the playoffs. Gus Dean, certainly with the backing he's got from LG and from uh, Baker Distributing, it is is a legitimate playoff threat. He's proven he can win in, in the ARCA series. The truck series is the next step, obviously. Um, of course, you've got Thor Sport, which is going to be interesting. We don't know all the details of what that team is going to look like yet, but you know we know those trucks are playoff caliber every season. Oh, sure. You've got a slimmed-down GMS operation, yes, but two drivers in Sheldon Creed and Brett Moffitt who – I'm arguing if they don't make the playoffs, it's a cry and shame. Brett, I, Brett will. I'm just going to say that now. Brett will defend his championship in the playoffs, and uh, I think Sheldon's more than capable wait, of doing the same. Let's, let's get some clarification. Are you saying that you believe Brett will make the playoffs and therefore 
attempt to defend, or are you saying he's going to defend and are you saying he's going to win the championship? I'm, I'm saying he will have a shot okay. to win the championship right. again. There's no question in my and mind that Brett Moffitt will be in the playoffs I again, agree. period. Yeah. Moffitt will, Crafton will. You know, we know that's two. Stuart Friesen should. That that technical alliance, as far as I know, remains with GMS for this season. Yes. Uh, you know, there's three, but outside, you know, and then you've got uh, Harrison Burton and Todd Gilliland at KBM who should easily make the playoffs with both of them having a full season this year to go after it. I mean, Noah Gregson only winning one race last year by that organization's standard, I feel like was a, a, a bit of a bit fluky, if you will. If those two, if Gilliland and Harrison don't combine to win multiple races before the start of the playoffs, I would frankly be shocked. Well, here again, I mean, I, I think when you look at last season, you had a number of competitive trucks. I think the fact that Noah won one, I mean, Todd Gilliland had about three or four at least. Where, Two for sure. Yeah. He, he had Texas when he ran out of fuel, and he had Canadian right. Tire when he got dumped well, by his but I, And I think there were one or two more than that that he was either in the lead or very close to it when, you know, stuff happened. He mm -hmm. Todd just was way overdrawn at the luck bank all he year. Was. He um, was. Totally. You know, that kid couldn't do anything. I mean, he did everything he could, and then the thing would break down, and yeah. like you said, he'd get wrecked, but something would happen. But, you know, I don't necessarily see that. I don't think Kyle Busch Motorsports, and this isn't a knock on KBM, I'm saying I think the level of competition in the truck series has stepped up since yes. we went to the, the, the spec motors. And They're now, not the end-all, be-all anymore. I, I right. I, I think now it's easier for a Tyler Young, yes, a Thor Sport, a GMS, even Austin Hill with Hattori. Right. I mean, that's you know there There's again. There's another one. right. That's so you know there are probably oh. ten trucks right can, now. That, can I can I add an eleventh that I think could surprise people about its potential? I don't know to if make eleven is playoffs. accurate, but okay, you could add another. Another. Yes. Well, you said ten. I said about ten. Okay. Yes. I'm going to add one. That if it were in contention to make the playoffs when we get to Bristol, I wouldn't be surprised at all because of the technical alliance that was announced today. You watch. Okay, what I think the I might have missed something, but go you ahead. You watch what the three truck of Jordan Anderson does this season. Oh, I missed. Okay, with well, a true technical alliance who's, with GMS. Oh wow. Okay. Watch See, what that team will now. Do that this changes year. a lot of things for Jordan Anderson. We saw yes, what that does. did for. Uh, f for for uh, Stuart Friesen, yep. yeah. Jordan Anderson will definitely benefit from that, and he wasn't that far outside of the game going into no. to last season, really. And he was um, you know, still by himself at that point, basically. Right. So, yeah, yeah. that's going to be a um, big deal for him. Yeah, that's great. Te technical alliances that GMS will have this year, in addition to the 52, are the uh, three-truck with Anderson. Yep. They'll also have the Nice. I believe it's going to be 38 again, whatever number they decide to use on the truck that Chastain and Wilson are sharing. I guess it's 45. 45. Yeah, it's 45. 45. Sorry, the 38 was Huffman's yeah. truck from last year. Yeah. 45. So the three of the 45, um, whatever number Austin, Austin Self ends up using under the AM racing guys, I don't think they're going to be specifically under the Nice umbrella again this well, year. He's been from 22, so we would figure yeah, that Yeah, you would fit, but that will continue. And then they, they're also going to have an alliance with uh, KBR Development in the ARCA Racing Series, which is going to field 
the car in as many races as they can for Carson Hosevar this year. Yes, and Hosevar is going to be a part of the Driver's Edge development program that right. was announced he wasn't this past week. explicitly announced yeah. last week, right. but I know he's going to yeah. be involved. We have been told he's going to be a part of it. So um, that's, uh, that's going to be interesting because GMS, with all of those – satellite trucks out there mm -hmm. and you got some some teams there i mean ross chastain is another one oh, um, yes you know i think reed wilson will benefit from ross's experience and he if will. reed listens Absolutely. well then you know that truck won't be running for a driving championship of course because it it's may split, be running for an but certainly it could be an interesting uh truck to run i believe chastain can win a race in that oh truck. i agree 100 percent. yeah and so again i come back to I don't think that KBM, I would agree with you that both Harrison Burton and Todd Gilliland mm -hmm. will win at least one race, if not multiple. But I don't, I just don't see them dominating anymore. I don't see, I think there's too many. Like I said, good they're not the now. end all be all. Right. I mean, but, but let's keep in mind, yeah, let's keep in mind before we go to break that Hattori Racing Enterprises and GMS Racing combined to win. 15 of the 23 truck series races last year um six with and moffett six with Sauter, and three more with justin haley and now gms has the driver that uh was one winning in the, yeah the tory that truck including the championship uh -huh. so so let's see how many races can brett moffett win this, this is year? gonna get very interesting <laughs> i think yeah it's th this is gonna be a lot of fun to see uh the truck series roll on yes, this year really and Daytona Daytona for sure is going to be very interesting a lot of new faces in new places and some teams that uh, I think are poised to really step up this year mm -hmm. in that series so the Gander Outdoors truck series should be in for some real competition with that we are going to step aside when we come back we are going to have Andy Sice who's going to talk is. about the ARCA race and modifieds and what, are the, what is the subject wait, I love to wait, talk most? Wait, wait, Which ARCA race? Clarify that. Daytona. Okay. He's going to talk about Daytona. When we come back, Andy Sice will be joining us. You're listening to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. Stay around. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute, in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. 
because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Timmy Salamito, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. (laughs) Well, it's always fun when a modified driver... Brings us back into a segment where, where we're going to talk to a modified, modified driver. driver. That's yeah. how that works. Timmy Salamito bringing us back out of the break. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show. Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman, Randy Miller, and Chris Murdoch all with you in one form or another here uh, from the Race Chaser Studios in Mooresville, North Carolina. And we are joined on the phone by Andy Sice, one of our favorite guests. And um, Andy is about to get busy yeah just a going to daytona bit. to run the arca race andy sice welcome back to the show it's always good to have you on a program and talk with you about racing for a while and i know you got to be pretty excited right now yeah first of all thanks for having me um i'm not about to get busy we've been busy a while here is, uh, <laughs> well, i just been on the track we didn't wait till this week to get busy yeah no I, you're you're 100 right and um you know, I, I don't know if everybody gets this obsession with Daytona. Of course, it is Daytona, so I think everybody should. <laughs> How could you but, not? Uh, you know, it, it's become our life. Absolutely. Uh, it's become our life since the quote-unquote off-season. Mm-hmm. You know, since my last race was the North South Shootout and um, went to the Snowball Derby to help out a friend, Todd Cooper. Um, and, and then since then, this, is, this has been it. You know, and we're very fortunate to be able to focus like this on it. And um, you, you drive yourself insane with little details, but it's uh, it's what we thrive to do. I, I enjoy every moment of it. Talk about the team that you're racing for at Daytona, just for those in our audience who may not be familiar. Well, it's Our Motorsports, uh, owned by our, our leader, Chris Auer. Um, he's been involved in, in racing at all kinds of levels, um, you know, back weekly at Riverside Park and then yep. in the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour and had some great drivers drive for him, Stefanik, Ted Christopher, Tommy Barrett, Keith Rocco. Um, and then, then he got an ARCA car, and I was trying to, you know, get further, get to Daytona, and we kind of met up to do this ARCA team thing, and we started with one car and one motor in my shop, and uh, we, we built it up. It, it's pretty neat deal. Had some success. You know, we're starting to, you know, find our own uh, – in the last four Super Speedway uh, races for our motorsports, we got a top five or two top fives and three top tens. So, um, you know, it's 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 pretty neat to see 
our motorsports, kind of how we started and even how we still get along today. You mentioned that you and Chris have kind of been able to build this obsession with Daytona. What 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 was it, I mean, other than the fact that it's just Daytona, that really led you guys the last couple of years to start putting this kind of a focus, this kind of an effort on the ARCA opener there? Because I know it's, as you mentioned, it's been a major passion of yours. I mean, to be 100% honest with you, I think it's, uh, you know, I'm very fortunate. My parents raised me with the mentality is you can be anything you want when you grow up. So at some point, you know, from hanging on the fence at New Hampshire Motor Speedway, the modified one, I said, well, that's what I want to do. And I remember the first time I went through the tunnel at New Hampshire Motor Speedway as a competitor. I mean, I just was amazed that I actually got there. And Daytona was one of those things like, okay, well, you know, you know, I mean, it's crazy. It, it's probably never going to happen, but let me work towards it. And when I moved down south, uh, same thing, just kind of hanging around shops, got to kind of be hanging around some market teams and, uh, you know, struck a friendship with Brian Doza, which till today, I, I you know, I've been running his modified. Yeah. We're friends and work together on many different levels. And I got to test his card. I mean, that, that was just another thing like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. And he, he, you know, gave me some opportunity running at Talladega in the ARCA car. And, uh, speaking with Chris, the, you know, I've told the story before, but I called him to buy his car. But being, you know, the blue-collar racer that I am, I didn't have any money to buy his car. I had this big plan I was going to convince him to give me his car, which had been sitting. He had sold all his modified equipment. I thought he was going to get out of it. And I was basically going to have this sales pitch of, give me your car, and I'll leave your name on it. And by the end of the conversation, we realized how passionate we both were, how driven we both were. Um, And he said, you know, he was on board to be the owner, which was good because I really didn't have a plan after obtaining a car how to get a motor. So it was really (laughs) good to to have, uh, you know, all of a sudden I had a partner in crime. And, um like I said, we've slowly built this up a couple of races a year and a little bit more every year um, equipment-wise. And I'd find some used equipment for sale and call them up and say, you know, we got a deal here. I mean, that's how we've never bought a car new. We've got uh, never had a motor new. We've just had to be smart with it. You know, of course, everything's been updated and, you know, uh, bodies by Performance Vehicle Works. Ilmore has updated the motors uh, we get all our drivetrain stuff from Buzzy Racing. I mean, it's top-notch stuff. You know, we've just had to be smart about how we get it. So, uh, and, and it's it's paying off. You know, and now we're we're you know talked about at Super Speedways. We just came back from the test, and one of the cars we we built right here in our shop uh, was the fastest in the final practice. It wasn't me driving, unfortunately, but still a little gratifying. Uh, you know, when you talk about the guys that came from the Daytona test and top speed charts, it's Venerini Motorsports, who's always a contender, sure. uh, Crosley, David Gillen Racing, which is always a contender, and our motorsports. So that's pretty neat to be able to say that. And you know, Jacob, motors are a necessary evil. So yes, it's a good thing that Chris Hour decided evil. to, uh, yeah, decided to stay on board. You've got numbers there. I, I, I some do, numbers. Well, I, I wasn't going to get to my numbers just yet. I oh. had another question first because Andy's experienced Daytona a couple of times the last few years now since embarking on this uh, 
partners in crime journey with Chris Hour, we'll call it. Uh, which of your which of your Daytona appearances sticks out to you the most so far going into uh, what undoubtedly is, is going to be another one here coming up in a couple of weeks? Well, Daytona's been a little bit rougher on us than I'd like to admit. You know, we've we've had good speed. Um, the group qualifying's been a little tricky. You don't really, you're not the master of, you, you know, your destiny there. You're not in control. And then the ARCA race has been tough. Last year, um, we had a little skirmish and somebody was blowing up. We passed them. The caution was out. And two of us got together. And, um, you know, I... I don't think I was at fault, but at the same time, I'm always going to look back and know that it, it could have been avoided. I, I could have avoided it. So uh, Daytona so far for me, I've only raced there twice, and I'm still trying to learn from my mistakes so I don't make them again. It's, uh, but you know what? It's supposed to be tough. It's supposed to be difficult. It makes you work that much harder, dig that much deeper. So, you know, this year is going to be okay. No, you know, no mistakes. Try to go there and, and get no mistakes and, um, just try our best. Keep our nose clean is going to be huge uh, because we have been caught up the last couple of years. So that will be it. I mean, there's a few uh, memories that I'm, I'm really proud of just getting there, you know, going there, meeting Chris. And, and like I said, the first time there, we were actually competitors against each other. I was driving for Brian and yep. he had his own car with Tommy Barrett driving. And we just stayed in touch and, and you know, so that was really important to me that, that you know, just making that relationship and mm-hmm. um, doing it with our volunteer crew. You know, there's not a finish that I can say I'm the most proud of yet, but just how we've done it and the fact that we have. So in contrast, by the way, uh, when you look at the other restrictor plate race on the schedule, you did not this past year, but the year before finish runner up at Talladega yes. in Chris's car. So I- I'm not going to ask you about that finish specifically. Cause I feel like we've talked about it before on this show, but I will ask you, does anything you guys have learned from the positive runs at Talladega translate back over to Daytona? Oh, big time. You, you know, when we came off of that, that run, um, you know, when we got back to Daytona, it, it showed. It, like I said, every year we get a little bit better, and I think that's one of my, you know, worries as a racer is, is just going backwards. Did something happen as a fluke, or, you know, did I not do it right? And so far, every time we go back, we've been a little bit better and a little bit better. And that, that's your goal as a racer, you, you know. Uh, and the goal is to make sure you capitalize on it when you can. So that's, that's going to be what's coming up is to get that run. You know, uh, a lot of right things happened that day at Talladega. A lot of lanes opened up. Um, for those who don't remember, we started 35th that day. You so did. That's right. Help, uh, qualifying was rained out. We didn't really have any points, so we were in the back. And at one point, we lost the draft. And I, I know sitting in the car, it was awful quiet. And I'm sure it was in pit road, and I'm sure it was in everybody's mind. But, you know, the caution came out, which was good. We, re- we regrouped. And once you're in that draft, you know, the car was, was doing everything right. So, um, like I said, just learn from every experience. And since we don't have a lot of them, we got to learn a lot. So, it, it, so far, we, you know, it's been working out, and hopefully we can continue that trend. I feel like um... – before we go to break here, I, I, I feel like you the, the fact that you guys are kind of doing it the old-fashioned way 
in an era when, you know, the buy a ride and, you know, go put a bunch of money up and, and go race kind of thing is so prevalent. I feel like the fact that you guys are doing it kind of the old fashioned way and proving that you can hang and compete makes it that much more glorious. It is, and it, and it makes it gratifying yeah. here as well. You know, there's there's a lot of different levels to think about that. Um, you know, whether or not uh, to be more proud, less proud, but it's, it's definitely something that's important to us, and it's something I enjoy. You know, it's not Chris Hour isn't breathing down our throat, you know, right. oh, we, we need to find the next big thing. And, I mean, he lets us do our job. He's very, even at the racetrack, what do you need and just – let you do your job, um, and it, it, it's it's a very neat experience because you see a lot of people under stress at the racetrack because they've got a different driver they're not used to, and they've got to perform. And this, I mean, we've got a good group of people that we enjoy racing with, um, and we all work hard. We get a little bit better every time out because most of our team is, like I said, we probably don't have you know one crew member with you know ten ARCA races under their belt other than crew chief john marlick because he's been in the business but right. uh you know it's it's definitely neat you know it's kind of it reminds me of when richie evans would run the permatex 300 oh yes Tomano had a car to run it oh. for years and, you know you had these guys ed flemke that would throw their hat in the the winter season stock car racing um that you know wasn't necessarily their specialty but Hey, what else are you going to do during the winter? Well, that's you know, exactly and that's right. really neat coming from New England. No, nobody's racing in New England other than the indoor races this this past weekend. Yep. Which congratulations to Andy Jankowiak for winning that Absolutely. in Atlantic City. That was pretty neat uh, in a car that he built and drove to Texas for the motor last week. But um, you know, o- overall, I think that's that's something that's really cool. We have a lot of eyes on us from New England because it's, there's not a lot of racing going on everywhere else. And I guess that's true for most of the country you know you kind of forget how big daytona is lots of eyes on it so i'm just very fortunate to be able to do it that's for sure we'll have more with andy sice in just a moment stick around you're listening to the stock car show presented by hms motorsport the leaders in motorsport safety right back how to be a great dad in 15 seconds Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. 
You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Dylan Bassett, and you're listening to Race Talk on Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show here on PMN Radio, and that would be the Performance Motorsports Network, and also on Spreaker. If you want to listen to us on the Spreaker app, you just search Race Chaser Radio, or Better yet, download the free PMN radio app and just hit the button and start it. And the app automatically opens and starts playing. Um, also, we uh, will be doing a Facebook premiere of this show on Wednesday night, January the 30th is how that works. It's uh, 7 o'clock Eastern. We've got Andy Sice with us. And Andy is uh, chatting with us about, we've been talking about ARCA and talking about uh-huh. Daytona. I want to switch gears for a minute because... Because every, you're a modified that's guy. That's right. Everybody that uh, knows and has listened to the show or watched the show long enough knows that there are two divisions in motorsports that Tom gets excited to talk about all day long. One is the super modified division from the Oswego Speedway and the Isma Tour and such. And the other one is the modified tour, the NASCAR modified tour and modifieds in general. And Andy is one of the best at that. Andy, I'm curious what your plans are for modified racing in 2019. Uh, I am as well, Tom. Oh, oh really? That's not good. Wow. Um, that's... I, I've... Well, it's not. It's it's a little self-inflicted. I have been very invested in this ARCA um, program. Okay. I drove for Brian Doza this past year. Um, we have not talked about 2019. Or, yeah, that's what year we're in. 2019. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I have turned down some other some some other offers, or at least that I couldn't answer until I I talked to Brian. And I've just been you know really into this. So. I'd assume business like business as usual. Um, you know, there's a lot of races that I try to make every year. You know, I, I love my state of New Hampshire, so I, I like to be at Loudon no matter what. Uh, try track races at Star Speedway because that's my home track. Yep. And um, I want to be at Myrtle Beach come the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour opener for sure. You know, we've had some success there. Finished third a couple of years ago. I won there in 09 with Riggs Racing on the Southern Tour. But... Um, right now I do not know my exact plans. Um, so I don't really know what to tell you there, but you know, I, I will be in a modified. Luckily I still got the, the family owned rock and hand boat number okay. 70 as a, as a backup plan as, as always. Um, the other thing you talked about, super modified, 
love to be in one of those too. If anybody's listening that needs a driver, oh, so um, man, love, love Superman. I grew up at Star Speedway, glued to the fence, you know, in the early '90s when they were running weekly there, mm-hmm. and absolutely just just love them. But um, so as far as would that be, I, I don't have a race set in stone after Daytona right now. Wow. Um, and again, I, I know I'll be racing, but I, I that's the honest truth. Uh, I, I we are all in. We are all in at this Daytona deal. Um, you know, we, we focus on it. We, we live a no excuse type attitude. So um, that that's all I got right now. So I want to ask you though, Andy, on the modified front. Last year, you uh, and, and really the last, I guess, couple years now, you've uh, taken to working a lot with. Brian Doza, you mentioned the friendship that you guys have struck up and you've run his car some and kind of helped that team grow their equipment and kind of figure out some things. What has that been like for you, uh, you know, just two blue-collar guys, as you said it to me once, uh, really banding together to make some of this deal happen? Uh, Well, I started working for Brian, and it was supposed to be six weeks to redo his car at the Battle at the Beach. Um, which was a few years ago now, but I, I walked in and, you know, had my, my Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee in the morning and <laughs> walked around the car, and I honestly went back to him, and I said, um, you know, I don't think this job is for me. And he says, what do you mean? I said, this, this car is done winning. And I'm not above any race car. We're bringing a 1996 chassis to Daytona, just just so everybody knows. I'm not above age or anything. But there was a number of fundamentally wrong things with that car, and I said, by the time we got it right, got it right, you know, you'd be better off buying a new chassis. And well, he had a new chassis sitting in the corner, and I don't know why he didn't point <laughs> that out sooner. So put the car together, um, and right away he just saw noticeable differences. That you know, I should told him, okay, this is how it's going to work, and it worked, and and different things, and we worked well together. We, you know, I'd go test their test with him and try different things and we just really struck it up um and we've stayed in contact and always in you know helping each other out and he's always asked for me to drive for him so uh middle of last year when i found myself looking for a ride he said absolutely built a a brand new troyer ta2 we bought our ta1 we bought from northeast race cars and uh you, you know we didn't race as much as we wanted to this year with with some engine issues sidelining us, but we were fortunate enough to get hooked up with Doug Dunleavy and, and Robert Yates Racing Engines and Lisa Motor from them to finish the year out. Nice. So um, when we raced, we did well. The last two races we ran were fourth at Loud to the 250 lapper and uh, fifth at the North South Shootout after leading a bunch and just late race caution after caution kind of took a toll on our tires. But um, you know, we, we had good success together. My dad was crew chief and. And, you know, he, he came down south and really worked his butt off on the car the last couple times out, so it made a big difference. And I know there's success, you know, can happen there, and I'm just waiting to hear if that's what we're going to do again in 2019. I'm going to wind you up for a minute, and Tom's going to get mad because I'm going to steal his thunder probably. But from your perspective, and you've kind of seen it from all sides, being a former Southern Tour champion and now being in the situation you're in, what's your opinion of the state of modified racing as a whole right now, whether it's touring series, you know, just week to week, where, you know, where do you see modified racing being at right now? 
I think modified racing is pretty strong. Um, it needs help down south, and, you know, Darren and Renee Hackett are trying their best with the Southern Tour, but it, it needs something, um, some new excitement or, or something like that. You know, I think comparing the North and the South is, is what kind of hurt it at times because up in the Northeast, if, you, if you're a car owner or a sponsor and you want to be involved in a premier racing division, the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour is yeah. the premier racing division exactly. of the Northeast. Yep. It is, hands yep. down. If you are down south and you are a sponsor or a car owner and you want to be involved with the premier racing division, stock car racing is on the forefront. You know, you, you bump into Cup Series owners and drivers at the gas station and different things. So down here, the modifieds take a little bit of a back seat. Um, anybody that goes to a modified race is going to tell you different, but as far as getting the people there, it's just not as popular. I mean, there's just nothing more popular than modified that Thompson per se, you, you know, I mean, that is a big race. So in the Northeast, it's different. So it's hard to compare the two. I know modified are alive and, and well in the Northeast, upstate New York and Pennsylvania. There are more modified than anywhere else in the country, more weekly racing of all different levels. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see that come down south. You know, I moved down south to be closer to Eddie Harvey's team when I was driving for him, and, um, you know, I'm glad I did And when we got to win our championships. But it's definitely a little disappointing that there's not as many races down here. Um, so that's it. I think, I think it's doing great up north. I think it needs help down south. So uh, not from lack of a great product i think there's some great races going on down south some great tracks they go to um but like i said it's just not the forefront uh mainstream like it is in new england and the northeast i feel like it, at one time it was i feel like there was a time say in the 70s for example and i know people are saying well that was four years ago almost 50 you know, but I feel like there was a time when it was, but then, you know, slowly over time, I just feel like the late models got so much stronger and so much more attention was paid to it with the Wheel and All American series and all of that, where I think it just got to where the modified started to decrease. And then, of course, once NASCAR combined it and put most of the races up north, now there's it's it's hard to to operate a modified out of the south because other than the series that the Hackets have, there just aren't enough races to make it worth fielding the car. Well, I'm I'm gonna probably say something a little bit maybe out of the box, maybe a little bit unpopular, but uh, I don't think it has anything to do with the cars. I think it has a lot to do with the nature of racing and where we are. So again. In the Northeast, you want to be the best at what you can do. So your drivers that are good and that are career drivers, um, they're going to end up in the NASCAR Wheel Modified Tour. You know, even even some guys that are super late model drivers, they end up modified racing at one time or another. You know, guys like uh, Dick Houlihan, Vinny Who, people like that, um, they, they end up going modified racing. Where down here, there's so much emphasis on making it to cup that there is a lot of energy, a lot of effort, a lot of money on making it to cup. And when the making it to cup is over and you're 
you know, it's hard to be a race car driver. It's hard to be, you know, in your 30s or even later and be a race car driver. And the competition down south in a late model is, is insane for weekly racing. It, it really is. is. Yep. So it's, it's tough. There's not a whole lot of guys like Philip Morris, like Lee Pulliam, that have, you know, again, the, the backing is obviously big in any, any kind of level of racing to do this year after year. There's a lot of emphasis on the up-and-coming drivers to see if these guys are going to be the next Jeff Gordon, where in New England, you're just trying to win. So if it's a 20-year-old driver that's going to give you a win, win. If it's a 30-year-old, if it's four, if it's a 50-year-old driver, you're going to do what you have to do to win. Where, Interesting perspective. Again, the emphasis down south is to make it to cup. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, you know... I don't know that some of these drivers that have been, you know, around for 20 years in New England would necessarily be around if they were born in North Carolina. Fair point. It would probably be easier for me to go run more races during the year if I moved back to New England. Fair enough. Now, Andy, before we let you go, uh, kind of a two-parter here to close it off. Uh, what What's your yours and Chris's goal for this Daytona race upcoming, I mean, do, do you feel like you guys have put the team in a position that you can go and, and have a shot at winning the race? And then if there's any sponsors, supporters that you need to give a shout-out to, uh, feel free to do that as well. Yeah, you know, I mean, in, in answer to your question about winning the race, that's, that's why we're going. You, you know, and um, it's a tall order, given the competition we're against, knowing the size of our team, all yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But... We've, we've proven that, you know what, well, we, we can kind of surprise people every once in a while. So that's why we're going. I mean, I, I'm in a very, and I've said it a million times, very fortunate in a great situation where even though we're a little team, it's Chris isn't, hey, you, you, you know, lag in the back and, and just bring her home in one piece. Although sometimes that may prove to be a smarter strategy. I mean, right. we're there to win. We don't go a lot. So when we go, we got to make the most of it. Um I got to, you know, like I said, be smart. These two cars, mine and CJ's, will will have to go to Talladega. So, um, you know, we want to come out in one piece, but the good news is we, we don't have anybody holding us back. I mean, we're, we're going there to win. Um, Chris gets just as excited as the next guy, hard race and bump draft and all that stuff. So it's a pretty neat situation we're in. Um, so, I mean, like I said, I, I, I try to live in – I know we're up against uh, a lot, but I, that's not an excuse. I should have just worked harder. I should have uh, thought more. should have done different things, and that's the mentality we're going to keep going with. And Like I said, i got a great group of people. Um, I honestly think we're in the best situation we've ever been. I, I know, like I said, the emphasis is to move forward to get better, and I'm very excited about where we're at this year. And, okay, two quick things. First of all, sponsors. And second of all, clarify who CJ is for our audience who may not know. Oh, sorry. CJ McLaughlin uh, has joined our motorsports, and I, he is uh, on the entry list, so I'm not letting any cats out of the bag. We'll actually have a big announcement towards the end of the week. Our motorsports is expanding a little bit. Nice. But, uh uh, you know, he, he has help from PSYAP's Elemental Analyzers. So they're coming on board along with Robert Bauer Company, Panto Clothing, 
Uh, we've got nine line apparel coming on board this year. As always, Rockingham Boat helps me with, with everything that I do, um, with Leaf Racewear, Racing Electronics, and a whole bunch of other people. So we're, we're really excited. You know, it takes a lot of a lot of help to get these cars to the track, right down to Vestal Buick GMC for painting the cars, right right in the uh, the GMC dealer paint booth, which is pretty neat. A lot of people get a kick out of that. And um, it, it's a great association that, with the Vestal family, and Eddie Harvey's always always on my back and everything I do. So, um, like I say, it, it, for our little team, it takes a lot of help. So we're very fortunate to have that. Well, Andy, we appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. We always love to have you on. And, uh, man, it sure would be fun to have you on after the ARCA race at Daytona with an upset special and go and win the race down there. I know a lot of people would be awfully happy about that. And, uh, and we certainly wish you a safe racing weekend down there and best of luck to you. Thank you guys. Always a pleasure chatting racing with you. With that, we step aside and come back with more of the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety, and mycomputercareer.edu right around the corner. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette it's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. 
You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Harrison Rhodes, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com for all your driver safety needs and, of course, radios and uh, earplugs, anything that you need along those lines. You can find that at hmsmotorsport.com and tell them that the folks from Race Chaser Radio sent you. And, of course, we're also um, supported by mycomputercareer.edu. And for those wondering what that is, well, it's pretty simple, really. If you're looking for a career change, mycomputercareer.edu is one heck of a good idea. Why? Well, simple, because they can make you an IT professional in as little as four months. All you need to do is go to their website, mycomputercareer.edu, take their free career evaluation, and if you like what you see, then you can become an IT professional as little as four months, either online or at one of their seven campuses across the country. So again, they also have, uh, they work with hundreds of employers, so you have the opportunity to perhaps come out of your uh, time at mycomputercareer.edu with a job already in place, and financial aid is available for those who qualify, including the GI Bill. So go check it out, mycomputercareer.edu. The career evaluation test is free. You have nothing to lose. And we now go back to talking about the Rolex 24. Um, or as you called it earlier, the, the Rain-X, Rain-X 24. 24. Yeah, I just thought that was appropriate. And actually, Rain-X ought to look into that because uh, it would be the perfect sponsor placement, in my opinion. But, but uh, it doesn't rain every year. It seems to at some point or other. seems like it does lately, but uh, certainly did this year. Now, we were talking earlier in the show about the NBC broadcast crew. And I want to spend a little more time on that because yes, please. I was... A little surprised to see Junior there. I was even more surprised to see Steve Letarte there. Now, hang on a minute, because NBC put out this whole giant press package announcing that they were going to have every one of their motorsports commentators involved in the Rolex broadcast in some capacity. They had all 17 of their motorsports They sure did, there. and I obviously missed that memo, but I was a little surprised to see those guys great. there, and I thought, honestly, that I, I thought Junior did a really nice job Overall, for, Absolutely. for someone who's not really well-versed in that kind of racing, I thought well, he, well, hang on, I thought that he, he framed his questions really right. well. And I feel like he's actually at a point where he's understood how to do this from mm-hmm. a media standpoint. In other right. words, you know, you, you, you have to be sensitive to the moment. And, and if you don't really know a lot about what you're, you're asking about, mm-hmm. Be very general and then leave it open to the ones who do. Now, Steve Letard, on the other hand, I felt like at first was way too NASCAR. I felt like everything was NASCAR and, and I felt like he was a little bit lost. But then as the hours went on, 
I felt like better. he kind of settled in. He did. The, the highlight for me, though, was absolutely A.J. Allmendinger. Dinger is the man. Absolutely A.J. Allmendinger. The that man. was the absolute highlight. Yes. Him being in the booth when he wasn't in the car and Townsend Bell. Yes. The say, that I thought that was the coolest thing ever, and I think they need to do more than that. Well, the problem is problem is A.J. and Townsend don't run any more races now aside from the Rolex 24, so you don't have that But get a couple of drivers. My point is get a couple of other drivers then. Yeah. Well, and just add them to the group. I mean, what's but, 19 versus 17? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Now, I want to go back to Dale Jr. for a minute. because Because a lot of people, I think, you know, are so used to him in the NASCAR mindset, that everybody forgets he raced in the Rolex 24 twice and nearly won it once with Tony Stewart in 2004. Well, they almost won that oh, race. I know. So I feel like Junior's perspective on the race itself was was very much um, from a driver's perspective because he's been there, done that sort of a thing. And I felt like that made him a very valuable part of the broadcast. Well, no, I agree. But what I meant was Junior asked a lot of questions that came from the perspective of, okay, for those who aren't familiar with this. Okay, yeah. So in other words, what I'm saying is I think Junior realized, I think he's – Junior has now become a fully absorbed media, media guy. guy. Yes. In other words, he thinks like you or I would and, and is able to say, okay, I don't just need to talk about this from a driving point of view. I actually need to make sure that the fans are being served. And I think, you know, going back and saying at times to some of the other guys, explain this for those who aren't used to this format, what's going to happen here or what does this mean here? Or, you know, I thought he did an amazing job. It was really surprising. It was. And, and, and I think this was a true testament to how good the Lee Diffie, Calvin Fish, AJ Allmendinger broadcast booth is going to be for IMSA coverage on NBC Sports this year. Those three were absolutely lightning in a bottle. I loved every yeah. minute of it. Um, thank God that NBC picked up Brian Till as well. If you could only get Bob, yeah, if, if, if you could only get Bob Varsha to uh, oh, really, yeah, that you, would be amazing. You, you put Bob Varsha and Brian yeah. Till back in the same booth, and the Rolex 2020 broadcast will be at everything it needs to be. Yeah, I agree. That, I felt like Bob's was the only missing voice. Everything else was great. The NASCAR folks who haven't done the Rolex before ingratiated themselves pretty well by the end of the 24 hours. Um, I've never... I'm going to get hate mail for this. I've never been a big fan of Rutledge Wood, but, you know, uh, he, he added the comic relief that I felt like is certainly necessary in a 24-hour oh, race. I feel like that's it's what Rutledge. Rutledge does. Yeah, no, that's Rutledge. Rutledge is Rutledge. the every man, every fan. He wants to get up close and personal mm-hmm. with the fans and do his yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, I mean, only Rutledge could have pulled off the Jordan an interview Taylor with massage. Jordan Taylor getting <laughs> a massage. You know oh, what I mean? Gosh. Nobody that, else could have pulled that, that off. That was funny. Um, now, to, and Jordan was the perfect subject, too. Oh, he was. He, he just he really it was. right up. Um, and now, you want me to tell you who I felt like uh, did the best job for their position who maybe I wouldn't have expected? I thought Parker Kligerman on pit road was tremendous. Oh, yeah. Well, look at Parker. Is, Parker's another one of these. He's just so passionate about racing that, yes, he you really know, it's is. very authentic. I mean, that's I love it when you get somebody like that who's young, and he still has his opportunities, mm-hmm. obviously, to race, but... You know, he is a very authentic person. Mm-hmm. He doesn't perform. 
you just get Parker. Yes, you do. And sometimes that's good, and maybe there's moments not so much, almost like people complain about Junior and Jeff Burton talking too much or yelling too much or whatever, but it's authentically them. Yes. I mean, it's it's just that's what you get. That's If they were sitting around in a living room watching a race, you get the feeling that this is what would be going on. Right. You know, right. nobody's being pretentious. No, not at you know? all. And so I think that's – I agree with you on Parker. He always does a great job. Yes, to return to the driving side because there's one humongous story that we've not touched on from this Rolex 24 I yet. can guess. Go ahead. My God. God, from the NBC Sports feature that Lee Diffie did at the very beginning in the pre-race show to watching him ply his craft, Alex Zanardi, yep. for me, Absolutely. other than Alonzo winning, yep. was the highlight of this race. And I understand it wasn't the result that they set out for because they had the issues with the steering wheel for his first two times getting in the car. But once everything got comfortable, once Alex got on the track, he absolutely put in some monstrous laps he did. in that BMW to see the team car with Colton Herta and, and that bunch win the race and then to see Alex's smile when he got out of the car for the last time and, and look at Marty Snyder and go, it wasn't what I wanted, but I'm happy that I did it. That to me was that to me summed everything up. And anybody who was not inspired by Alex Zanardi in that race car needs to go check their heart and make sure it's still beating. Well, and I thought I thought the quote from Alex about his first stint in the car was I don't remember the whole quote, but I remember the first part of the quote. I'm going to paraphrase it was it wasn't so much that I felt great about my performance it was actually more like crapping my pants <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't say crapping um but this is a family show uh you know but again just genuine and and it's gotta be i mean for someone in his position mm -hmm. it's just gotta be an amazing moment when you can go back to the biggest stage in sports car racing and pull off what he did that was just absolutely amazing. Um, and, and I'm really, really happy for him because you know yes. that now that's going to open up doors down the road. I hope that BMW allows him a chance to come back for will. the 2020 race and do it again because I feel like he would be, yeah, like he said at the end of the race, at the end of the race I felt like I was finding my pace again. You know, he yep. comes back in 2020, he'll be that much more comfortable, that much better, and I believe both BMWs contend for the win next year if yeah. Zanardi can come back. I think so too. And it was, I mean, overall, look, it, it was a tough race. I mean, obviously, it once it started raining, everything just kind of goes away, and it rained unusually hard. I mean, it was just, um, there was a lot to deal with, and IMSA did their best with what they had to work with. They did. And at the end of the day, I don't think there was any more you could have done. It no. was what it was. I wouldn't have wanted to be Bo Barfield trying to make that oh, decision. Trust gosh. me. I felt I my heart went out to Bo yeah. at the end of that one because do you want to be the one that makes that call? 
And I actually thought, no, I wouldn't. And I actually thought that they might have waited a little too long to make the call because it was kind of inevitable about 2 o'clock that if you, if the you're radar in, wasn't going to yeah, be. Yeah, and, and I was having a discussion real quickly before we go to break yeah. with somebody about this yesterday, as a matter of fact. And you got to believe that with NBC Sports, this being their first Rolex 24, you've got to believe the network was at least putting some pressure on him so to do everything they could to at least feel it out and if they're a shot there wasn't a shot <laughs> there was absolutely no shot it wasn't going to get any better but you know congratulations to the winners in all divisions and obviously look forward to next year and doing it all again we're going to step aside when we come back we got an interesting couple of lightning round topics we'll be back with more of the stock car show presented by hms motorsport the leaders in motorsport safety right after this when do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Matt Tift, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. 
I'm being a buzzkill tonight. Yeah, you are just no fun at all tonight. I'm okay, sorry. Tom Baker with Jacob Seelman. We're going to try that. Jacob was smiling during the break. We're going to tell you why in a minute. Oh, um, yeah. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show, oh, by the way. Yeah. Uh, here in the Race Chaser Studios, Mooresville, North Carolina, Race City, USA. Behind in the things. proverbial glass is uh, Randy Miller punching all the right buttons. We haven't heard from Randy yet, but uh, if he wants to uh, and is able to, we'll get him to flip his mic down and chat with us for the lightning round here because i want to talk about a couple of things first real quick i can't resist this because jacob was looking at twitter during the break for those uh -huh. of you who have twitter go to at the dirt network uh -huh. at the dirt network and just you'll probably have to scroll down if you're listening to this in podcast form but um scroll down because there's an interesting uh, apparently uh at volusia <laughs> An alligator decided to hop on one of the four-wheelers, and somebody got a picture of it, and it is pretty darn funny. Yes, and with the caption now, Attention all Volusia Speedway Park alligators. Please refrain from stealing pit mules and joyriding them. Any gators found enjoying rides on stolen pit mules will be asked to leave the premises immediately. See you later, alligator. Which goes along with the news story that I saw on our local CBS affiliate earlier today about a guy who has an emotional support gator. Okay. This is actually a I thing. I don't even want to go there. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it just tied in because of the gator thing anyway. Interesting. Okay. Um, so this is our lightning round. Yeah. So uh, a couple of topics here. Um, I want to I talk about first, for those of you who've been around NASCAR for a while, there's, there was a site called jsky.com. And at first, Jayski was the place to go on the internet for rumors because he planted some mole in the NASCAR garage area. And I don't think to this no, day to this anybody day, knows nobody who the mole knows was who Jay's mole or moles. Was. Well, Jayski was sold, I think, first to Yahoo, if I remember this correctly, and then ESPN bought it. And it became part of the whole ESPN website, kind of got folded in there. Well, now. As of today, Jayski is gone. Today was the last official day for the Jayski.com URL. It will disappear from ESPN and midnight tonight. I think this shows, and I'm going to let Randy get a word in edgewise tonight. Randy, I think this, sh this is very short-sighted on ESPN's part, and I think that it shows that they have no clue and, and obviously don't care anymore about motorsports because that site was still one of the most popular sites or that page on the web. And it's still where a lot of even us went to get our stories. They see they're, they're just way too into culture now to be considered a serious sports media. Yeah, the sad part is, is that now everybody's going to get to see that we really don't know anything about NASCAR. We always go to JSKI to find out all the information we need to know, and now there's not going to be a website to go to. <laughs> so now we're all going to be, you know, I, I love JSKI. Even before I was a member of the media, yeah. I loved going on there because, like, it was always updated with, you know, when drivers signed new yep. contracts and went in yep. silly season. He had, like, a, a chart that was updated every day. and It was so cool. The, the paint schemes would come through, and you'd go on there and see what paint schemes were released, and it was a really cool site. It's it's almost like I don't. When I read it, I'm like, this has got to be a joke. Like, there's got to be you know some. It's not right. it's not April Fools. You know, so what, what's really going on? There, there's got to be some sort of inside you know 
story to this somewhere because it's just like you know something that's been around for 22 years just doesn't up and disappear in 24 hours yeah it's so. really really sad as far as i'm concerned now um on twitter as of tonight as this show is taped live which is on monday nights mm-hmm. um apparently our good friend jeff gluck from jeffgluck.com has decided i just love saying that has decided to start a hashtag save jayski well and he's got a good point. We need yes, to he because does. the Jayski archives, the Jayski news archives, even to this day, I'll go back through the Jayski archives to get information, old quotes, you know, things yeah. from NASCAR events that were years ago. I mean, there's almost 23 years of history within those archives, and some of it, if this goes away and somebody doesn't save it, may not be it may not be recoverable. Quite frankly, exactly. Yep. So those of you who have Twitter and who care about this, go to after, at Jeff Gluck and uh, read what he had to say about it. And let's get the hashtag Save Jayski out there because I would trending. love to see that site. Stay. I think it may already be trending. Well, actually. let's help it to trend more at uh, hashtag rather hashtag Save Jayski. Uh, okay, real quick while we've got a couple of minutes left here. So uh, Bob Pockris has a new home gig uh, speaking of fellow media people and yes. you know what i want to just take this opportunity to congratulate bob pockris on his new home at fox sports because for me bob has been around for years i remember bob when he was at i think they called it nascar scene then or winston cup scene whatever it was um i think was yeah winston, there, cup, scene, winston yeah. cup scene um all the way up through uh, I think Sporting News and ESPN and yep. now uh, Fox Sports. And, you know, Bob is a guy that he works as hard as any other two media people I know. And he has for a long time. And I just uh, I think it's great that Bob actually ended up. Now, what's going to be fun is that Fox Sports really doesn't have a written uh, site or, or yeah, I'm very gonna much be, I'm audio gonna be and video, intrig- so I don't know where he fits into that. But. I know he's fitting into the TV coverage some. I'm going ah, to be interested to see fun. if this actually is a spark for Fox to revive their writing portal a bit because that's what he for does. Me, for well. me, it's yeah, yeah. I will go and read Bob's stuff consistently yep. because he's so good at it, and I have no shame in saying that. So I hope they have an avenue or can give Bob an avenue co- to continue writing because he's he's way too good at it for that portion of his talent, his skill set, to, to just sit there and go to waste. So fingers crossed on that, but so glad he's got a new opportunity at Fox Sports because you're right, he deserves it. He is the gold standard in the NASCAR media core, and I think I don't think there's a media person that's covered a NASCAR race that can't sit here and say that they've not learned something from Bob. I certainly have. I oh, know yeah. you have too. Yep, for sure. So looking forward to that for uh, for 2019. It's just going to take a couple races to get used to hearing uh, Bob Pockris Fox Sports instead of Bob yeah. Pockris ESPN. <laughs> yeah, it, that's true. And uh, but uh, again, uh, congratulations, Bob Pockris, on the new position. And uh, definitely looking forward to seeing what he can make out of that. And as we get ready to wind things down for tonight, it's always fun to close on a high note uh, instead of a low note like it seems we have to every now and again. So uh, good on Bob. And it's tough now. The media side of the sport, unfortunately, has condensed uh, along with a lot of the other sort of facets of the sport is, um, 
you know, finances and things have gone a certain way and industries have trended a certain way. So, um, you know, good for Bob that he was able to pick that up. And I think it's time to close the show. So I'm going to let you do that. Oh, you are? Hey, (laughs) you've taken it back the last couple weeks, so I was surprised. All right, awesome. With that, uh, we want to thank Cody Connor for coming in and uh, sitting in studio with us tonight, as well as Andy Sice for joining us on the phone. Special guests are fun. We like that. Uh, Also, thanks to HMS Motorsport and My Computer Career for what they do to make this show possible. So for Randy Miller behind the glass, as well as Chris Murdoch and Tom Baker, I'm Jacob Seelman. Keep it off the wall, folks. And if you're headed to a racetrack somewhere, we might just see you there. Have a safe racing weekend. Good Good night. You've been listening to the Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Stay tuned to Performance Motorsports Network for more race talk. For the latest motorsports news, visit racechaseronline.com. The Stock Car Show is a copyrighted production of the Performance Motorsports Network. www.performancemotorsportsnetwork.com. A member of the Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated. And may not be rebroadcast, replicated, or saved in any media without the explicit written permission of PMN. Check out our Facebook page or our section on the PMN website. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, co-host, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect those of the management and ownership of either the Performance Motorsports Network or Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated, the advertisers, or the marketing partners. Be listening again next week when the Stock Car Show returns on Thursday night at 7 Eastern. Until then, stay tuned for more great motorsports programming on the Performance Motorsports Network.